You're listening to the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. Here are your hosts, Matt Yazenbach, Dan DeCenza, and Cliff Gill. What's up? Yeah, it's the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast, September 22nd, 2001, with Matt Yazenbach, Dan DeCenza, and Cliff Gill. Did I sound like uh, Drunkle Scott on the intro there? Yeah, a little bit. I will say it is not 2001, though. It is 2020. Oh, well. I had a Just few vodkas, but, you know. 20 years too late. He does, Scott does do the intro better than I do, though. Huh? Yeah, the well, He was man. hammered when he did that, though. So you brought some really right there. Yeah. I, I well, I mean, pretty... I was 20 years off, so I, not really. <laughs> <laughs> you excited me a little bit. But, guys, welcome in again if you're new. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you more than you know. If you haven't already, subscribe, share, review for the boys. Do what y'all gotta do. Uh, follow the Twitter at Die Hard Podcast. Throw the questions out there. We've, we've been answering, hopefully helping a little bit here and there. But today on the docket, we got the news of the day. Believe it or not, panic or not. And then our waiver wire ads. So let's get into let's it. Let's do it. All right. Let's jump into the news of the day. A uh, couple things here, guys. Daryl Henderson, he had a rib cartilage injury. Uh, we won't know if he'll be active. Most likely, probably a game-time decision for him. Uh, I think regardless if he plays or not, it's going to suck, in my opinion. They play the Buccaneers. They are known for stopping the run. So I, I think people will feel obligated to start him regardless. And he's going to be hurt. I think it's going to be a bad situation. I don't know about that. If you got someone to put in, he's hurt, and you got someone else to fill in for him, I'm, I'm for doing that. Yeah. B- bad matchup and maybe yeah. limited touches. Right. Ooh. I'm in between my decision with him or James White, even if he does wow. play. Yeah. So I, I don't know yet. Did uh, you ever think in the beginning of the year that you'd have that decision, James White or Daryl Henderson? No, not one day in my mind. James White wasn't even on my team. <laughs> uh, Elijah Mitchell, he's uh, running back for the 49ers. He's day-to-day right now. He'll probably be out there playing. Jermichael Hasty, uh, he's going to be out for a while with a high ankle sprain. Trey Sermon in concussion protocol. So. That must have been a bad concussion because... He's going to be out a whole week for that? There's a chance he doesn't play this week. Yeah, I think that's standard, yeah, though. concussions, I mean. <clears throat> it's at least yeah, a week. Yeah. Uh, I've seen him come back the next oh, week. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's possible. Sure. Yeah, all right. But he's in the protocol, so I hope he plays. typically one week. But Elijah Mitchell, most likely to play. Don't have your doubts on Mitchell yet. He got a touchdown called back. I mean, he looked decent. He was the guy getting the work. He had 17 carries. He didn't produce as much as we wanted, but he would have had a way better day if it was for the touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs is, quote, very questionable for week three. I don't think he's playing. Nah, he ain't playing. No, but this week is a week for Drake, I think. Then if he doesn't, we, he didn't get to utilize because it was going against a good defense. But mm-hmm. now it's, it might be Drake week. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Deontay Johnson, not a serious injury. So all we can do now this week is to see if he's practicing, see his practice days. Jarvis Landry, week to week. Probably going to be out this upcoming week. Odell is um, expected to come I, back. I, though. I think they yeah. put I Official. think they put Jarv- uh, Jarvis on IR today. Did they for really? the three week IR. Okay. Yeah. 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 So Odell's coming back. So I know I was a big hater on him, but I I could see a couple good games from Odell, especially with Jarvis out. Um, last last game when Jarvis went down, they did not use the other receivers. They used Hooper, 
which was my sit of the week, of yeah. course. Hooper and Joku, they use all um, Harrison Bryant, all the tight ends instead of the receivers. So I can see targets going Odell's yeah, way. Yeah, and Chubb just <clears throat> tore it up anyway. So. Dominated, yeah. as expected. And Andy Dalton has a bone bruise. Uh, week three is he's uncertain, most likely going to be out. So good for Justin Fields. Heck it's time yeah, for him to take the job. If he, yeah, that's his opportunity. I think the Bears low key were waiting for this. So. <laughs> I don't know, I think we need to pump the brakes on Justin Fields a little oh, bit. I don't shoot. think he looked that great. He's he's still a rookie. I'm not saying he can't do it. I think people have higher expectations than they should. At yeah. least, as, at, least as at this point, he's gonna make his rookie mistakes. But get, if I think he goes out there and plays okay and they win, I think it's his job. Definitely. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get in the Believe It or Not segment. Did I miss any news, by the way? Did, did I miss on? Okay. Let's go ahead and move into the Believe It or Not segment. Uh, so pretty much all this is, guys that are balling out, and are we on board, or do we think it's just baloney? <laughs> the first guy we have up here is Derek Carr. Do you guys believe in him? That is not phony baloney. Okay. He, the, the guy is he's finally getting some recognition because uh, he, they're winning. You know, yeah. he was ranked 15th and 14th to end the last two years. He's definitely in up uh, QB two, high end QB two. He has QB one upside in my opinion. I, I really like his weapons. They're coming along. Obviously Waller. I like the, I like what I've seen from Rugs lately. And I, I think week in and week out, you can just see he has a pretty good floor. And he's leading the league in yardage right now. I know it's only two weeks, but, I mean, he, he's looked really good. Yeah, I'm a believer, too. Uh, I think, exactly, Jacobs is out. They're going to be in that West Coast pass heavy. And until Jacobs, yeah, he definitely has a couple games where he's going to throw a lot. Yeah, and don't forget about Brian Edwards, please, oh, the other look, receiver. He, did look good. he looks decent as well. But, yeah, I mean, he's in. Not only were, did he, you know, he's leading the league in yards, but he's beat two good defenses in Baltimore and wow, Pittsburgh. Dude. So, wow. uh, good matchup this week. I, th- I think they play Miami, and uh, I, yeah, I just I don't think he's can be stopped right now. Just be cautious though, because he has done this the past couple years where he balls out, and then he has a stink game. So if that happens, just be cautious of that. Uh, moving on to our next guy, Jared Goff. Do you guys believe in Jared Goff? I'm not going to be a believer. Okay. Lions have started off better than I thought, even though the record doesn't show that. But I, I see that offense become, once there's more tape on Jared Goff and the Lions, defenses are going to know a little bit more of their game plan. Cover Hawkinson? Yeah, that would be a good start for sure. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, I think we kind of seen his uh, peak game week one. So Yeah, and I, I'll just say they definitely showed um, heart. They almost beat yeah. the 49ers. I mean, they played two and a half good quarters against the Packers. I think he's more of a stream against a bad defense than a start every week guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a believer. I'm not a believer overall, but I'm kind of a believer in the sense I think that they're going to be in a lot of good game scripts. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have a lot of volume, but his, he's going to make poor decisions. He's going to turn the ball over. That's just going to limit his upside. And you know, like I said, I think he's capable of a good week here and there, but to trust him week in and week out, not a believer. 
So more of a stream guy for yeah, all of us. Yeah, like if you, if you have a bye week and he's out in the waiver wire, you know, and they're playing Atlanta or somebody like yeah. that, then yeah. yeah. Okay. And, li- and one point is that right when a drop of rain hit that ball last night, they did nothing from there on. He's playing in a Detroit now, so mm-hmm. th- th- there's that's bad weather, snow, whatever it is. He might not be good in the bad weather situations. <laughs> Dan is smiling, and I think I don't know if I'm thinking the same thing. Are they domed up, though? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, you know, the weather gets really bad in that dome. <laughs> right <laughs> over the head. I thought I had a good theory going, though. I know. I like the path you were on. Got, we'll move on to the next one, Tony Pollard. I'm interested in your guys' thoughts on him. I honestly think he's looked better than Zeke, no question. Uh, he just looks more explosive, but I'm not a believer. Not yet, anyway. I need to see more. It's only been two weeks. He's only averaging 20 snaps a game, and with that kind of volume, I just don't think he uh, he can sustain what, what he's been doing. Now, like I said, I do think he's been explosive. I think he's definitely looked better than Zeke. But if Zeke, if Zeke does go down, I think he has the potential to be a stud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't know he was only getting about 20 plays a game. That 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 is a little scary, but you're exactly right. He's looked good. Um, as far as am I a believer in him being one of the best handcuffs and definitely has standalone oh, yeah. value? Yes. Yes. In a starter, no. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not on your side, but I'm not on the full Pollard side. He last game he got 13 touches compared to Zeke. He, Zeke did play 73 percent of the snaps, which you know he's. I don't want to compare him to a Kareem Hunt because he's not on that level, but I think if there is a tier below. He is that Robert guy, Green. and if if I if Zeke goes down, he's one of the guys that has top five potential, in my opinion. Yeah, and he and he had he has had limited snaps, but when he's when he is on the field, he's been getting the ball. I mean, he, yeah. he had thirteen touches last week and twenty snaps. Wow. So, I mean, and he, and he's done a lot with them. So, I, I mean, I, I think, think you can flex him. Yeah. I really do. I honestly think that if you have Zeke and Pollard, and you're kind of in a bind for a flex, I would not be against starting both of them. Yeah, Charlie's doing that against me this week. <laughs> the Zeke and Pollard effect. Yeah, I, no, yeah. If you if you're in a if you're in a pinch, Pollard. Yeah, you get them in the flex for sure. Uh, moving on to Jamal Williams, Detroit Lions running back. Yeah, I think he definitely is. He's I think one step above uh, Tony Pollard. Okay, and, I was yeah. about to ask how how you would compare now, those two. Yeah, I'm definitely fine with Jamal Williams being a flex. He He's shown that he's going to be in the pass game and he gets some rushes. And just like Pollard, he takes advantage of those, but I think he's in a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. If Volume-wise, I'd rather have Jamal Adams knowing you're Jamal, Jamal Williams knowing you're going to get more touches. But, again, efficiency-wise, more probably a little more upside, I think Pollard is your guy. I'm, I'm I'm really not a believer, and I'm at least again not least not yet. Swift is out snapping him two to one, and I know he's been good when he's been in there, but I just don't think there's going to be game scripts for this team for the for for volume for him to have a constant constant fantasy value, and like an emergency or a bye week filling, yeah, great, yeah. great, but to count on him, uh, I'm not a believer in that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Mike Williams. Rod receiver from the Chargers. I I definitely am a firm believer in Mike Williams. Had a big week one. He had 10 targets last week. And, I mean, Herbert throws to him a, a lot. So, I trust. I, I like Mike Williams. Yeah, I'm definite, definite believer. This offense is just potent. 
Uh, there's going to be plenty of volume, and Williams is definitely in the mix with that volume. He's in on 75% of the snaps, That's good. and he has the most targets in the in in the on the team with 22. And I know we touched on this a couple times, especially in our preseason rankings. But he's in a um, uh, uh, contract year, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know I just I think he has something to prove, and I think he's gonna um, really I, I love him for the whole year. I think he's a definitely a viable starter. I do too. Fantasy starter. He's gonna be one of the guys that sneaks into the wide receiver two range right. this year. I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he and his shine is bringing Keenan down pretty pretty good. They might end up in that same little range. He he's definitely outshining Keenan Allen right now. Yeah, they, they both, Mike Williams, I think he's had both the touchdowns. I don't know if Keenan Allen scored week one. I know he didn't last week, but Keenan Allen still went uh, four for 100. He, like, yeah, he's taking targets away for sure. So, yeah. Moving on to the next guy, uh, Sterling Shepard, wide receiver for the Giants. I'm not a believer. I don't have too much to say, but uh, Daniel Jones, he, he ran really good. He was finding some passes, but... That that's Giants Lions. Their offense are kind of scary, and I don't really like any wide receiver. Sterling Shepard, he does look like the guy on that, but I'm not a believer. Uh, I'm actually am a believer because I like you said I don't really see anyone else in that offense. Even that even includes Galladay. They got to throw it to someone, and. I think Kadarius uh, Tony was supposed to come in and take his job by the end of the year. I don't think that's happening. No. And Daniel Jones has actually looked good. I think he's looked pretty good this year so far, believe it or not. Homer. Yeah. <laughs> he's looked decent. Nah, he has. And uh, Shepard's had 19 targets. That leads the team. Uh, he's also played the most snaps on the team. So I think he's going to have the opportunity. Giants will probably be in some bad game scripts. They're going to have to throw it. I, I, I kind of am a believer. Yeah, and I'm I'm in between. I'm on the fence. He, he's definitely getting the targets, like you said. Week one he had nine. Week last week he had ten. But Evan Ingram's coming back. Healthy Saquon is working his way back in. So I can see some of those targets going those ways. I think he'll still be involved, and he's worth a flex start. But I'm not. He's not a wide receiver too, in my opinion. From I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. I love the point about the Barkley and Ingram. Yeah, coming they're coming back, so they might be stealing some Barkley more than Ingram, but yeah. Yes. Daniel Jones loves him, man. He, Evan Ingram just doesn't catch him, but he's a pro bowler somehow. So Yeah, somehow. <laughs> but uh, last but not least, guys, Rondale Moore, wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. Let's hear it. I'm a believer. Okay. I think he substituted right in for Christian Kirk and said, swoop, this is my little jo- job now. Yeah. He does the same thing Christian was doing last year. Deep plays, screens, being real fast. He just looks good, and he's definitely going to be the number two, and he's taking advantage of it. Kyler likes him. Well, for his career, I'm a big believer. But as far as this year, I'm not believing it yet. Uh, I need to see him do it more than just one or two weeks. Uh, he's he's more of a boomer bust to me. He's only been in on 36% of the snaps, and obviously he's done quite well with it. Um, he's only had a few targets, um, but for the amount of snaps that he's been in, he's, he's done really well, like I said. But yeah. I just need to see more. He's a rookie wide receiver, like I said, boom or bust. I'm not saying he can't do it. I need to see it before I believe more. Yeah, I, I, I am a believer, but I agree with your points. Uh, cool. One cool thing is uh, week one, he was in only 29% of the time. Week two, it jumped to 44%, which you love to see that. But, yeah, I mean, I can see him taking over the number two job. I just think, you know, Christian Kirk's still there. A lot of targets to go around, but I I do believe it. I'd like to see another week or two of him getting, you know, more snaps, 
um, everything like that. But and I will go Cliff on your side. Before his one catch for seventy whatever yards he had in a touchdown, he was only six for thirty-seven. Uh, so, but yeah, he could be one of the boom bust guys out of this group. I definitely will think we will see a little uptick in percentage on plays. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I, yeah. I, so. I want to see him get over fifty percent of the snaps before I get a little more excited about where I'm comfortable playing him. Right. Yes, six six receivers on that team last week had three at least three catches. So yeah, I'm not surprised. They're yeah. spreading the ball around, man. Uh, but guys, that's it for the believe it or not segment. Let's go ahead and move on to the panic or shrug section. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I would like to hear your thoughts first. Yeah, I'm panicking. Okay. I was panicking after week one, and You're nothing red? from last week made me feel any better. Uh, he didn't get targeted in the game at all. He only had three targets the first week, so he's just not involved in the passing game. And he's only averaging three yards a carry, has no TDs. Uh, and, of course, he had that big fumble at the end of the game. I I don't. I am huge panic if I own Clyde. You're hitting the red button? You've read a word, so, man. Yeah, I mean, he's only average. He's averaged under five fantasy points a game. They drafted him to be the pass catching back, and they're not doing that. They should have went out and got Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift if this was the case. But yeah, I, I, I want to see one more week. But I'm I'm on your side, man. I'm a little worried. Definitely panicking yeah. once again if he's your number one. Number two now, I'm even starting to panic as the number two. No, I'm having a full-on panic attack <laughs> right now. God, we were so high on him this year too, man. It's, you guys more than me, but yeah, I was high on him. More, yeah, for well, sure. I, yeah, but I still was. I wasn't down on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised. All right, let's move to another second-year running back in Jonathan Taylor. Um, I'm not too worried. Uh, like I said on the last show, I did say Naheem Hines. We were talking about picking him up. Everyone was talking about picking him up. He had one catch, I think, one yard maybe. I, I, I don't know the exact. I think it was one catch for one yard, one carry. So, I mean, Taylor is the back to have on this team. The O-line does not look fantastic as they should, as you know, on paper. But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't freak out too much. I'm not even as close as I am on panicking on uh, Taylor as I am on high, or Clyde. No, I'm not quite panicking either, but I do not like, yes, I know you said Hines didn't get a ton, but I think we already know Hines' uh, role. He, he, he will. Yeah, he <laughs> will. And then Marlon Mack's also getting some touches. Yeah. And that That's the only thing I'm not liking, but I'm not panicking yet. This is a big shrug for me. <laughs> okay. I am not worried at all. He has the most rushing attempts inside the red zone this year. He just hasn't been able to punch it in. He had three tries from the one-yard line last oh, week man. and just couldn't punch it in. The Rams it, for you. Yeah, it's the Rams. So if he if he gets one of those one of those carries, he gets in the end zone, we're probably not even talking about him right now. Agreed. Yeah, so he'll, he'll be fine. It's He's got to do his thing. He's going to be a top 10 running back by the end of the year. You know, all running backs have, Oof. you know, a, a one or two weeks – you know, where they have a down week. If it's week five or six, you won't notice as much. You're notice, we're noticing it now because it's weeks one and two. Don't worry at all. Yeah, and I, yeah, just kind of went back to Cliff said, though, because we said this at the beginning, me and Cliff more than anything because you kind of shrugged it a little. But Marlon Mack and Naeem Hines, I mean, they're involved. So <clears throat> that was the big thing that worried me. Yeah, but yeah. he's only been targeted two less times on the year than Hines. So, I mean, yeah. he, he's still getting some targets. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's not completely taken out of the, the passing game. I'm literally not worried yeah, one bit. No, I think we're all on the same page. We're not really 
that worried. So we'll go ahead and move on. Antonio Gibson, uh, I'm just I'm not even going to hit the panic button. I'm not even going to get close to it. I'm not worried at all. Zero. I'm going to be short and sweet too. Not hitting the panic button. He gets fed the ball too much. He'll be fine. Yep. He's averaging 4.8 a carry. He's averaging 16 carries a game. Solid volume. He had as many targets as McKissick over the last two games. Definitely nothing to worry about. Here. Now, I will because I've I, I did some research and I will say McKissick was way more involved this game this past game than Week One. Uh, I I think he because I don't think he's in our waiver wires, but I think he's worth a a spot if you need someone. But Antonio Gibson's still the pass catching back. I think uh, McKissick's more the two minute drill type of dude. Yeah, right. I'm not even I'm not that high on McKissick. I mean if. If Gibson was to go down, McKissick is not the run, he's not going to go into a full time role. He's still going to be the third down back, probably. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, and I think this guy was on our last show. I don't know if he was in here because he had a touchdown. But Robbie Anderson, are you guys panicking? Yes, I'm panicking. I just don't like. I like DJ Moore, CMC. I don't really like much else on that team. I'm panicking if I'm having to start him every week. Mm-hmm. I am also panicking. There just isn't enough volume to go around. McCaffrey is sucking up all of it. And Anderson, he's just not a red zone threat. So if he doesn't score from 30, 40, 50 yards out, I just don't see him getting in the end zone. I mean, he, I, th- I still think he's a solid number three flex I, option. I agree. Yeah. So I'm not saying don't start him. But as my – as my wide receiver too, I'm kind of panicking. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. I think flex is a decent option for you. Don't go out and drop them. But we told you last week to get some value out of them if you could and sell high on them. And it's probably too late for that now. Go ahead and move on to Robert Woods. I know you wanted to go first, Cliff, because you were super high on him, and I want to hear your opinion on him. All right. It, yes, I, I, I was high on the Rams, just offense, period. Yeah. But when, when we were drafting this guy – so I'm not panicking. Let me go ahead and say that. Okay. When when we were drafting this guy, we told you that Cup and Woods, I mean, they're going to interchange on the big weeks, just like Godwin and Mike Evans. And you you just got to expect that or just know that Robert Woods is going to do some games like Cooper Cup has been doing the past mm-hmm. two weeks. But you, you, you can't panic because when you were drafting him, you should have known that there are going to be two different beast wide receivers and they can't have a stud game every game. Yeah, I'm not panicking. He had nine targets last week. He caught eight of them. So I would like to see some more yardage. But, I mean, I'm not particularly happy after two weeks, but I'm definitely not worried about him. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I'm not panicking, but I'm not thrilled about it yeah i want to see i want to see him a little more involved because it looks like this is cooper cup's offense right now to be honest and you're right i mean robert woods will have a big game here and there and i think it'll interchange you're gonna have some bad cooper cup weeks but is it going to be more cup weeks than woods it looks like it right now but we don't know yeah, I mean, I want to see a couple weeks. I mean, you guys tell me, if I, I, I kind of think that this offense is turning into where Robert Woods is becoming more of the possession receiver and Cubs becoming the big play receiver. And that could start interchanging, maybe, I don't know. but Because they have Stafford like. to throw yeah, the ball. That's and what Cooper it looks Cubs like now. A deep, yeah. He's a deep threat. Yeah. He's a touchdown guy. Last, I think before last year he got hurt, but he had 10 touchdowns, 6 touchdowns in 8 games. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's but just I, his play. Can't, can't you see Robert Woods having a 10-catch, 97, 107-yard game? Just like oh, he's – yeah, sh- yeah 100% yeah. I can. So, I mean, I, yeah, none of us are panicking, but I just want to see in a couple weeks. I want to see Robert Woods have a big game. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on. Zeke, uh, I'm not stressing. I'll keep it short and sweet. I'm not panicking on Zeke. 
Wow. Well, I am 100% panicking because he's averaging 57 snaps a game and Pollard's averaging 20 and Pollard is easily outperforming him. That's, to me, that's just not good. He looks sluggish to me. He doesn't look like he's he has that power burst that he's had in years past. Uh, I, I know someone that has both of these players, and they actually asked me today, should I start Pollard over Zeke? That wow. tells me everything I know. People are panicking. Yeah. Everything you need to know right there in that question. And, yeah, I'm panicking. I'm not saying to, to sit him. I'm still going to start Zeke at this point and probably going forward. You probably have to. You invested a first-round pick in him. Um, but, yeah, I'm really, really worried. Well, I will say he – Week one, yes. Week two, though, I mean, he did go 16-71, a touchdown. He had a couple rece- receptions, um, had 17 points. I, know, I just don't like the way he's looked. I, I don't think he looks like the Zeke of old. I, Pro- I, don't. I mean, he's probably not. I mean, he's probably not going to be a top three, top four guy. I think he'll be a running back one, though. Uh, he needs to be. He was drafting probably in the top eight in most leagues, yeah. you know. I, I don't know that he's going to that's he's gonna get that va- return of value. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm not panicking, Matt. But I mean, he plays the Eagles this week. I think this will be one of his, you know, better weeks. And I, I think he looks fine. He, he's getting enough touches. He's in a good system. Not panicking. Unless the Eagles, they've had, they've just played some couple bad offenses. Their dude, their defense actually looks pretty decent this it's year. It's better than I thought it for was some reason. Be. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I, they did just lose Brandon Graham. He's out for the year, so wow, that's, that's a pretty big loss. That's a so huge we'll see what loss. That, that is their run stopper yeah. right there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm honestly, I'm not stressing about Zeke. I know Dan, you are, but especially after week two, just confirmation that he's, in my opinion, you know, he still has it. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not worried. I mean, I just want to stress. I'm not saying that he, anyone should sit him, or I'm just, I'm just worried about him. You know, I'm, I'm worried about the way he looks to me, just the eye test. All right. Eye test is fair. Uh, DK, don't think anyone here is worrying. You know, I'm not worried. That's no, my guy. I, I put him in the same category <laughs> yeah. as Robert Woods. Like, yeah. sometime okay. Lockett, sometime DK. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, he had 11 targets last week. That's eventually going to turn into a huge game, so don't freak out about DK. Yeah, he's got, he's going to get volume. He's playing so many snaps. He's on the field almost every play. Yeah. Last but not least, I want to hear your opinions. George Kittle. I think the tight end position is too shallow to panic with anyone. I know. So I I just can't panic with Kittle when the position is so shallow. So, no, I'm going to ride with it. Maybe hope Trey Lance gets in the game and a change of favorite target instead of Debo. Trey Lance's favorite target will be Kittle. That would be best case. Yeah, Jimmy G, he drops back and is like, all right, where's Debo at? (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I'm not panicking yet. But, I mean, people that drafted him, they spent a high-value draft pick, top, you know, one of your three-round picks, and you expect him to be a top three guy, and he's been anything but but that. So uh, he needs to do something this week. Yeah. For, and then if he doesn't next week, then I'm going to start, you know, freaking out a little Getting bit. Getting a little mad at him. I'll be inching <laughs> closer to that panic button. Yeah, I'm, I'm not panicked, but I'm, like, slightly concerned. And, and I know it's only been two games, but nine targets over two games, that's just not going to make him an elite tight end. No. That, that he should be, and, you know, he's playing 97% of the snaps and he's only got those nine targets. I don't know if is that Garoppolo, is that the scheme, is that the game scripts? I really don't know. Not panicking, though. You're not going to sit him, 
But, you know, if this goes on for two, three, four more games, you might start panicking. Yeah, agreed. I, and I think it's Garoppolo more than anything because I think Kyle Shanahan is smart enough to say, let's get our best player on offense the ball. So, I don't is know. Is he the best player or is Debo? I mean, he's out it's there. It's close. Yeah, but Kittle's out there just manhandling, setting pancakes, running hard routes. He, yes, you see him out there, and I know, I know Jimmy G has to see him out there. I know after two weeks, he's probably complaining and saying, yo, give me the ball. I mean, I know they, they started off 2-0. and That's why I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo going anywhere for Trey Lance either. So unless an uh, injury or, you know, a couple bad losses come in. Oh, if they, yeah, if they're winning, yeah, Jimmy G's not you're going anywhere. Yeah, you're going to see him stay in the game. Well, guys, that's it for panic or shrug. Um, let's go ahead and get into the waiver wires. We're going to start at the quarterback position kind of had a consensus and then we're going to kind of rank them ourselves and uh see which one is the worthy one to pick up uh first we're going to start off with Derek Carr and these are not in order uh Derek Carr he's 22 percent rostered and this this is all on fantasy um fantasy leagues uh for ESPN fantasy 22 percent rosters uh he scored an average of 27 fantasy points week one and week two against Baltimore and Pittsburgh uh, he does have ankle issues this week, so we need to monitor. I think he's going to play, though. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Derek Carr a lot. We already talked about him. Yeah, but. definitely viable option on the waiver wire. He's getting to that safe standard, so, mm-hmm. yes, he's definitely someone to look out for. I cannot believe that he's only 22% roster. That just yeah. blows my mind. Like I said, he's been 14th and 15th the last two years. That's a solid quarterback, too. I don't know why he's not on somebody's team already. If he's not, go and get him right now. And as far as the ankle injury, John Gruden said he was very uh, – I think he said he was very questionable, or Jacobs was very yeah. questionable. But he says Carr's questionable. And I think John Gruden just likes to exaggerate. I don't think <laughs> he said Darren, Darren Waller was the best player he's ever coached. You know, he's coached, you know, people like Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, you know, like – Hall of Famers, and I mean Dar- Darren Waller is a great player. Might be in the Hall of Fame one day, but come on, Jerry, dude. Jerry Rice, dude, you, you coach Jerry Rice. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on to the next one. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, a little bit higher roster, but forty-one percent. Uh, How is he more roster than Derek Carr? Like, at this uh, point, I don't, I don't get it. I will say, not only has he looked good though, but he plays the Jets next week. So if you need a spot start, I think I would take Bridgewater over Carr. If you're looking for more, more long-term, I would take Carr over Bridgewater. That's fair. I mean, I, I, I agree with Teddy being – he should be rostered yeah. at least in 50% of the leagues, but I just don't get how Derek Carr is but, twice as low as him. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's why we're here, man. And uh, just be cautious. After the Jets, he does play Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, I, I don't have much to say. I mean, I think Carr and Bridgewater are kind of on that same level. Mm-hmm. I think they're both solid. They both throw enough. Both good floors. Yeah, Teddy's you know, got a good right. floor. Yeah, that was, that's well said. That's what I yeah. was getting to. Like, yeah, and another thing, if you're for the all the, I like to look at the DK uh, uh, DraftKings uh, value salaries. Yeah. And he's only fifty eight hundred. That's, That's pretty to me good. If, in with this cake matchup. That's Bridgewater. Of, yeah, with cake against matchup the Jets. against yeah, get, uh, just yeah, go steal. out. Steal. It's a steal. All right, uh, I'll go ahead and go to Daniel Jones. Only eighteen percent rostered. I think he's probably down the list for all of us uh, um, below these two guys. But um, if you need a spot start again, he's playing Atlanta. So if you need a guy, I mean, he's running the ball. He's doing it all. So. 
yeah, I like this guy as a one-weeker maybe. You know, pick him up. and I wouldn't waste a waiver wire, but go pick him up. And, yeah, it could be a valuable start this year. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say it's not someone I want to start every week. But, you know, if you if you have a quarterback that got hurt, maybe, I don't know, for some reason, if you're starting Derek Carr and he doesn't play this week, I think the, the matchup is really good this week. And I do agree, probably don't want to waste a waiver wire. Yeah. Wait until after the waiver, go and pick him up. And yeah, start him in a in a pinch. Yep. And then last but not least, Justin Fields, fifty six percent rostered. I'll tell you right now, Andy Dalton is he. I think he's ninety eight percent out. I know, uh, what's his name, head coach for the Bears. Yeah. Is it Nagy? Yeah, Nagy. Nagy. Yeah. He always messes with everyone. Said he's uncertain, dude. Just roll him out. He's out. He's not playing. And like we talked about before, he has the opportunity to take over the role, and I think he will. Dual threat quarterback, He's. I think he's going to be good. I'm on the hype train. Every guy we just mentioned was a starter and lower rostered than this backup was. <laughs> this guy was 56, but yep. I, I do consider him my favorite QB this week. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but mm-hmm. I am ranking him number one as far as priority on QBs. I think for the long term and most 100%. upside. I, th- I think I think you're you're on the spot. Long term, with that. Long term, I'm with you. I think he's the most valuable out of the four. And then I rank Derek, Derek Carr right under that. I would I would still take Derek Carr. I think everyone needs to pump the brakes on Justin Field. He I don't think he looked that good last week when he when he came in and played. I know he picked up the first down. He ran for it. Ended the game. I don't think he looked good. I don't think he was setting his feet. I think he was off on a lot of his throws. I think he's going to be great. I don't think he's there yet, and I think everyone should pump the brakes on him. And I'm not saying don't pick him up. Definitely go out and pick him up if he's there. But I'm not starting him this week over Derek Carr. Not at I any. Agree. I was about to say, I'll rephrase. This week I'm definitely going, you know, Carr, but, you know, longer down the road when uh, Fields get, I just think he has more upside. I agree. And that's why I, I would start, I would do Carr and Teddy Bridgewater this week, but long term, Justin Fields. But do you think. Justin Fields, at the end of the year, is going to be in the ranked 14th or 15th. Well, you can't count that because he didn't play the All right, first from two this weeks. point on. Uh, he definitely, ha- yeah, with his wheels, 100% has a chance. I don't think so. Just my opinion. I, I do. I'm on Cliff. Run, I'm until on until your... he runs for eight touchdowns and 800 yards. I want to say I'm it. on your side, so. Cliff. And I, you got to think about it, too. They, I mean, they didn't expect, obviously, you don't expect your starting quarterback to go down. So they could have a different game plan. Uh, opening up the run a little bit more, maybe give him some options because he can do that, unlike Andy yeah, Dalton. Yeah, they'll do, they'll do some so read options, for sure. I, I just see because he can run the ball, I see that offense flourishing. Not flourishing, but being way better than Andy Dalton's offense. Yeah. All right, we're going to have to go back in a couple weeks and, you know, we'll see, see what happens. I like it. I, I like it. Again, again, I don't I – don't, We said long term. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate him. I'm not saying don't pick him up. I'm just saying temper your expectations. I, I will say to win this job, though, he will have to play good and probably win this game. Well, yeah, it's probably fair. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we'll go ahead and move on to the running backs. So I, before we move on, so we think uh, for the order, especially for spot start, I know it's not, we're not going to be all on the same page, but Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater, um, top two for sure. If for he's a not, spot start this week. Yes. yes. Yeah. Long-term mean Cliff, Justin Fields, Dan, Derek I'm Carr. Derek Carr. Okay. Yes. Well, Teddy Bridgewater or Justin Fields? Teddy. 
Whew. Okay. Yeah. I think he looks good, but Justin yeah. Fields, he just has the upside, dude. I think Teddy's got he's just a C four, and I'm I, there's just too much unknown with Justin Fields. All right, that's fair. So you gotta take the risk, man. Sometimes, especially if you're zero and two like me. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get to the running well, backs. How are you zero and two? I thought you were an expert. Eh, well, right. we, well, we're in a league. I lost all. by point four <laughs> when Darren Waller couldn't get a catch for about a quarter and a half. And then I played the goat Cliff Gill on the podcast. That's that's a reasonable loss. Well, in all fairness, literally all twelve of the guys in our league are, are really solid. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna call them all experts, but they're pretty close. I'll so say someone's got to lose. There's gonna be an expert that loses. I would say probably ninety percent of the people we bring up on this show are all waiver are all on the roster already before we oh, yeah, say yeah, them. absolutely. All right, well, let's get on to the running backs. Cordell Patterson, uh, running back for the Falcons. Cliff, I know you were pretty pretty high on him a little bit. He threw his name out there. Uh, only 9% owned, though, which sh- shocked me. Um, I think he's a solid flex play. Yeah, He is the backup, but Atlanta, I mean, they find a way to give him the ball. He's had at least nine touches in both games, so, I mean, I like it. He makes the most out of his touches. If you're in a spot that you need to play running back. Heck yeah, he was Atlanta's only glimpse of light last week. He, I mean, he was their star last week, and he ended up with five catches for 60 yards and seven rushes, Yeah, two touchdowns. Yeah, definitely a waiver wire mm-hmm. if you're running back needy. Yeah. Yeah, he's only been playing 33% of the snaps. He's had nine and 12 touches in the first two weeks, but he's been super efficient, and I think his role is just going to increase because I think Mike Davis has been – Kind of disappointing. I agree. I like Patterson a lot, actually. Yeah. I think Who would have thought player. we would be talking about Cordell, Cordell Patterson <laughs> yeah. week two for a pickup? Yeah, week three. Well, week three, yeah. We'll go ahead and move on to Sony Michelle, running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, he is one of the higher-owned players, and this actually surprised me at 71%. Um, so he's probably rostered in your league, but take a look just to see if you need a spot start. I would go with one of these other two guys we mentioned, um, but because you don't know if Daryl Henderson is going to be out. That, is, that, is that fair? Yes, because we don't know he's yes, out. I know. But right when he gets, you know, he becomes number one waiver wire. Yeah. you got to go get him. I agree. He's my number one waiver wire pickup this week. I, I still think it's Just, like me personally, if I had the first or second or third waiver spot, I wouldn't use it on him. Because number one, you're in maybe case using does play. Number one, that number two, you you might be using him for a one game rental. Number three, you're playing the Bucks. Yeah, I just I wouldn't if I was down lower and I needed, I, I would go one of these other two guys, man. Yeah, I I, yeah. Now that, now we talk about it. I agree with that. Unless you are a Henderson owner, yes, then you pick up Sony Michelle. Yes. You should already have him, but if you don't. Mm-hmm. should pick him up. I think the Rams like him, too. For longevity, it's not a bad thing. I think he gets more and more involved. I mean, he already had 10 rushes last week. Yeah. That's a way big increase. I think as the season more. goes on, he's going to get more and more standalone value. He, I think he had a, I think he had three or four before Daryl um, went down, but he most oh, of his, true. at least half, went true. because Daryl was out. But, yeah, I do see him getting more involved in the offense, though. So longevity, yes, but like I said, my opinion, these other two guys I'm talking, we're going to discuss – I'd rather have them over, but I don't hate you for it. So, yeah, let's go on to our last running back ad. Personally, my favorite, still heavily owned, though, and this actually surprised me, too, 66% owned James White, running back for the Patriots. Um, if he's on the waiver, go get him, in my opinion. He's been eating into the snaps, catching passes. I think if you're in a PPR, you definitely need to get him. But both games, over nine points, um, 
and he's just a, a beast in this offense, in my opinion. I've been on the trains ever since week one in our dynasty. I'll say a little quick story. You and I was that was one of the guys I wasn't going to bid on, and I was going to go get him for free because I knew people would bid me up. It snuck by me. You got him for five hundred k, I think, mm-hmm. which is our minimum. So he snuck by me, but no, I love I, I love him. I think he's just gonna they're gonna see that they need James White to win games and that's gonna be the reason why he plays so yeah. much. I think yeah. he had the most targets, most catches, most receiving yards last week. Which might not happen every week, but still. Yeah, he, he I actually looked this up today because I've actually watched a lot of Patriots and I was a little bit surprised. He's at, he's been on forty two percent of the snaps and that's only six percent less than Damian Harris, who's at forty-eight. Wow! He's got thirteen targets. He's caught twelve of them. So that's pretty decent volume. I think week in, week out, you can count on ten to fifteen touches. He's definitely worth picking up if he's out there. He had a rushing touchdown. Yeah, not a receiving, a rushing. Yeah. <laughs> I think inside the ten. It was inside the ten. I don't think I've ever seen. That As a from Damian James Harris White. owner, I did not like to see that. <laughs> if Damian wasn't doing so good right now, James White would be so much higher on the. Yeah. He, he would be showing out, but Damian's doing it too, so he can't show out yeah. so much. Do you guys have any other honorable mentions at all at the running back spot, or we're good on that? How would you rank these guys if you needed a spot start this week? Like we said, we don't know about Sony, so that makes it tough to me. Spot man. start is probably got to be Cordell. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, what we have five hours until waiver wire goes through, and mm-hmm. we're not unless we find out in the next five hours, we won't know. So, yeah. as of now, yeah, Cor- Cordell. Ah, honestly, I might go James White. I think I'm going James White because okay. they're too similar, and James White's gonna have. He's he, proved it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I actually, yeah, I think I'd rank it James White number one, Patterson number two, and Sony. Man, I hate you. Seventy one percent still rostered though, so. I think Patterson might be your best bet to go out and get if you need a spot start. And, I mean, starts in the future, too, if you're in a pinch. We'll go ahead and move on to the receivers. A uh, couple here. The first one on our list, Rondale Moore. He's uh, 45% owned. And, I mean, yeah, like we said about the snap count, went up from went from 29 to 44 from weeks 1 to 2. And, I can yeah, I can see a path where he's the number two on this offense. Yep, agreed, and that's why you got to go get him. They Cardinals throw way too much not to possibly have their number two wide receiver, especially when he has big play potential. See, I I think he's rosterable, but only if you have. What about a stash? You stash him and wait and see type of player. Yeah, I could see that, but okay. I I don't want to drop. I don't someone unless it's. You know, someone that's like a Callaway. I was about or, to ask, would you drop Callaway? Yeah, for or even a Tevin Coleman if you're strong at running back, and you know you don't you think you can live without Coleman. I don't. I'm not gonna drop a like a number like someone I think might actually contribute. Would you drop Robbie like, Anderson for him? No. Okay. Definitely not. All right. So. Hmm. Oh, no, I was just bringing up a name that we had we had R- thought about. Rosterable, so. but only if you can get only if you have someone to to get rid of to to fit, to make them fit on your roster. Okay. Uh, all right, that sounds good to me. So this next one was kind of mine on my own, but I feel like it needed to be added because you guys didn't mention him. Uh, and it's my second favorite behind Rondell Moore. Jameson Crowder, only 21% owned, which I was honestly surprised it was even that high. But he's one of my favorite ads. I mean, he's going to be returning back this week. And just jump on the train early because it's going to leave the station, and I'm letting you know now before it does. Uh, Braxton Berrios, the guy filling in for him, 
He has had 20 targets in two 20 targets in two weeks. Braxton Berrios, you know that guy? Yeah, I do know that. Just guy. making sure. So I mean, Zach Wilson loves the slot. He he loves. It. I mean, that's what it seems like for all we have the small sample size. Jameson Crowder is probably three times better than Braxton Berrios. So I just see a lot of upside, a lot of targets, especially PPR. Go out and get them. Definitely like it. I'm glad you added him because he fell by. I, I thought he got drafted in our league, so I definitely wouldn't expect him to be 22% on. Mm-hmm. So definitely. Go. He did get drafted in ours or uh, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crowder got drafted okay. in ours. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way I am, but more. I, I think he's rosterable, but you need to have someone worth dropping. I'm not going to go out and – and I, and I do like him in a PPR, especially he's more valuable in PPR. I'm not super excited. I don't. I'm really not actually sure about Wilson yet. Mm-hmm. So I gotta throw it to someone. Yeah, I know. And I guess Corey Davis Corey is there Davis, too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Braxton Barrios has had more targets than Corey Davis yeah. over two weeks. That might not be the whole season, right. but it. Looks yeah, good I mean, for I, now. like I said, I think he's Rossball. I'm just not super excited about going out and getting him. Okay. Last year he was. Dang solid. Yeah, he was. So, yeah. Last two years he was. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then lastly, Zach Pascal, wide receivers for the Colts. I wasn't the the biggest on him. I was looking at his uh, his stats. He's had three touchdowns in two games. I'm pretty sure. And I just I think he's more of a touchdown dependent guy than a volume guy, in my opinion. But okay. I want to hear you guys. Yeah. No. And Colt. It's Colts is another one of those teams. Jonathan Taylor is going to run the rock a lot. Mm-hmm. So yes, if he is their number one guy and becomes even more, you know, steady. I know his touchdown steadiness right now. But yeah, he, he he's an option. Any mm-hmm. number one wide receiver going into week three on the waivers, you got to think about. Yeah. Um. I I I agree with Matt. I think he's a, a red zone threat. He mm-hmm. could become. He could turn touchdown dependent at some point, I think, but he has he's caught eighty one percent of his targets. So I really like that. I think he's got a pretty solid floor every week. And to be honest, I I would take him over Jamison and Rondell Moore. Okay. Honestly. I think he's got I think he's just a much safer floor every week where you can count on some points where there's the other two, I'm not sure you can. I'm going ranking him in my order. I'm going Rondell, Jamison, Pascal. Dan, you're going Pascal. Rondell Jamison. Yep. No, I think I'm going to copy you. Okay. With yours. All right. Sounds good to me. And then tight ends. <laughs> well, we don't, guys, we don't even want to force one on you guys, seriously, because there is a bunch of junk, literally just junk trash cans out there. I mean, I guess there's a couple honorable mentions. Yeah, like, we basically just have an honorable mention. <laughs> uh, Pat Fryermuth, uh, Cliff brought him up. Only 18% owned. It, it looks like he's the tight end for the Steelers now um, instead of Eric Ebron. So. Yeah, definitely, and who knows about Deontay Johnson right now, but if there are targets to be caught, that could help for, you know, a one-week play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love Faramuth in a <laughs> dynasty league. Yeah, I agree. But this year, I'm not Too many even, mouths. Yeah, just, yeah. And then uh, one guy I wanted to bring up, if you guys have any more, that's fine. I don't even think I sent this one, but Evan Ingram, he's 44% owned. I think he's interesting at least. Uh, he's coming back, I think, I think this week. And, I mean, I think he's worth the add, especially if you're in tight end troubles and you need more of an upside guy that can help you win a week. I, I know there's a lot of three catches for 20-yard guys out there, but I think he could be one of the guys that helps you win at the tight end position. I've been here before. I know how it goes, but it's I guess it's worth the upside well, to me. In, in one league, I have Jared Cook starting because I just didn't draft a tight end until, yeah. like, the 12th round or something. 
So if you're in that kind of position, I would take Cook over Ingram. I would too, but you still, if you're if you're looking for you know maybe a backup tight end or a fill in or something, or you're just, I mean, I don't expect that much from that much more from Cook than I do from Ingram. I guess. Yeah. I don't know if Ingram's worth picking up to replace Cook. Probably not. But I'm just saying, if you're in that tight end situation where you don't have a lot. I mean, I guess he's rosterable. I've had Evan Ingram in the past, and I actually had him in our dynasty league, and I traded him as fast as I could, and I did trade him. I <laughs> yeah. found him, I found somebody. You found a sucker? Yeah. Well, just FYI, with the, your Jared Cook league, mm-hmm. I did the same in that league with Gronk. He ended up playing yeah. out. So, But just to mention it, Ingram is stashed on my bench right now just because I was short on tight end. Nice. And, yeah, so I, I'm stashing him. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that he's a stash. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not saying go out and play him, especially week one after the injury. But, yeah, I, I think he's a stash. I think you said it perfectly. All right, well, guys, I think that is it. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow for the start sits. Uh, who would you I got a couple who would you rather starts. And, yeah, just thanks for coming in, boys. We'll see you tomorrow. Heck, yeah, appreciate it. Hope we help. Check out the Twitter. Don't forget, follow at, us. At Die Hard Podcast. Again, 250 followers. We're doing a jersey giveaway, so get the word out. And if you guys have any questions, thoughts, concerns, you can answer them. Oh, and by the way, I just picked up myself a Color Rush DK Metcalf for myself. Oh, snap. Okay, we're going to post it on the Twitter when you get it with you in it. It's, it's, it's face on reveal, the way. Face reveal Daniel Descends. It, it's on the way. <laughs> See ya. See ya. See ya.